The idea of sexual service produces horror and strange anger in our society. It's sad. People find no problem with forcing teenagers to work in disgusting fast food shops, or with women being sent to the most meaningless tasks in department stores, or about the kinds of jobs minority men are assigned to. But when the option of sexual labor is presented, there's an outcry. The vehemence of the protest has little to do with reality. At least some prostitutes of both sexes continue to stand up and say they enjoy their work and receive adequate compensation, but they're never believed. Stars of pornographic movies can relate their intense personal enjoyment and the indulgence of their sexual exhibitionism, but the overseers of our morals demand that these people must be unhappy. Even more stupid is the denial that we, as a culture, already drench ourselves in a sort of sexual slavery. So long as the words are never used, we don't have to acknowledge the ways we honor and utilize sexual service. We deride pornography, but grace the pages of our finest magazines with suggestive photographs of handsome men and women in their underwear. We send out young college men onto football fields where we demand that they earn their educations by exhibiting intense physical sadomasochism for our enjoyment. That example, college football, is one of the most amazing for me. I am a passionate fan of the sport, tending to follow those teams where the athletic directors seem to be at least unconsciously aware of their purpose, and so dress the players in uniforms that are cut to reveal strong stomachs. While I sit and study the gridiron stars with my cock hard and my fantasies running rampant, I identify with my predecessors in ancient Rome. These are our gladiators. These young men have turned themselves over to sadistic coaches who force them through appalling physical exercises. They've entered into a period of bound servitude, much like that used in colonial America where free Europeans would sign over a period of their lives to a master in return for a future reward, citizenship, or perhaps land to settle upon that would be otherwise too expensive. In the same way, these athletes give up their youth in hope of an education or some other prize. For that future compensation, these men will perform on the field, vying for my attention, experiencing untold tortures for my enjoyment, displaying their bodies in often obscene juxtaposition with other men's for my titillation. But we're told this is not sex. This is simple amateur sport. The farce becomes obvious when the season ends and the tallies of the university's profits are made public. I would much rather that the sexual reality of our lives and the desire of some of us for sexual service were open and honest. If I am to receive sexual pleasure from young men in return for my payment and my loyal following of their careers, then the world of sport could deliver that to me with much greater efficiency than it does now, if only they would wipe away the moral hypocrisy that has infused our thinking. What would my fantasy be? Of course, there would be many options, but let me follow through with the example of athletics. We pay exorbitant amounts of money to enjoy the images of professional wrestlers making fools of themselves in staged and comic sport. We rob those men of their stature. I would rather see a situation where they're not deprived of their elegance. My view, of course, demands the acceptance by all of us 
that there is dignity in work. A job well done and amply rewarded should be respected. Here is the way I wish professional wrestling were set up. There would be a public space, an amphitheater, where the ring would be surrounded by a limited number of seats. The cost would be high, but the entertainment value so immense that many of us would pay the admission. We would be seated in the round and wait for the wrestlers to arrive. They would be handsome young men, well-trained and fed, given the best exercise programs and the most comfortable living arrangements to compensate for their hard labor. When two of them entered the ring, a hush would come over the crowd. There might be an occasional remark, a little joke, a pointed comment on the perfection of the bodies we were viewing, but nothing more. The men would wear protective headgear and athletic supporters and boots. They would have on the wrestling singlets that are so highly sexual. The rules would be strictly enforced by a referee. There would be no setup here. The winner and loser have too much to lose or gain to even think of throwing the fight.